With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast. Back again for week five, presented by Yahoo. Uh, my name is Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Dees, here with my co-host, the well-esteemed, the crusher, the, the Occupy Fantasy leader, CEO, CFO. What do you want? How many more titles do you need? I don't know. But he's the man, uh, Brian Jester. Uh, what's going on? How was uh, week four? And are you looking forward to this week five? That is quite the intro, my friend. Thank you. Uh, week four was not great for me on Yahoo, uh, admittedly. Um, it sounds like you did much better than I did. So I'm looking to get back on the horse and get back to our winning ways. Yep. And, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm like addicted to these uh, single game showdown slates. So it's only a matter of time where I start bumping them in FanDuel now, too, because they're the same thing as Yahoo, pretty much, except uh, um, there's no defense on FanDuel. But there is kicker, or is there defense? Or? No, no, no defense. But uh, there is a kicker. So welcome to the dark side. I mean, I mean, I loved Geno Smith last night. So I, I figured I would have won if I if I uh, entered. I mean, that was crazy. That was crazy to see. But um, for all that are listening here, let's pump out some of the uh, the promos here. Um, I think uh, we're still using Grinders twenty five for a free. Um, 
25 or what is the what is the bond? I got to look this up here. I should be more prepared. Yeah, it's Grinders 25 for a free 25 bonus on your first deposit. If you haven't depo deposited yet, you should be. You should be playing Yahoo. I preach it. I've been preaching it for years. It's lower rake. Um, there's plenty of overlay to catch there. There's great contests. The baller they've just been giving away. They've been you know giving away overlay on purpose. You know, what is it this week? Have you have you checked it out? It's got to be. Um, yeah, it's another 150k overlay this week too. Yeah, just giving away 150 thousand dollars. This is the most EV tournament in, uh, in in DFS right now, and you're seeing a lot. Of, I'm seeing a lot of, of the familiar names starting to come over now into yep. here. So uh, everyone's playing, but uh, there's still room. Get in here. Um, there's also they're also doing a live final this year. Um, the action's been great. Um, so I, you know, come over and play Yahoo with me and uh, and Jester. Um, all right. Week four, um, had some hits and misses. Um, I, I was doing great. I thought I was, uh, I was a runaway to be honest with you on Yahoo on my main lineups. I didn't do that great in the ball. I didn't have really anything competing for the top, but, um, man, Tyreek Hill came out of nowhere. And, you know, I, I had, a David Montgomery went down and, you know, that, so that hurt cause he was just smashing, um, and he was low owned in my contests. And then, uh, I didn't have Tyreek and Tyreek came out of nowhere. So even though I had McLaurin and uh, DJ Moore, uh, I got caught by McLovin that bastard for about a uh, <laughs> point and a half. And I was, I was heated, but I still had a really profitable day. So I can't complain. Um, how does this slate look to you? Um, and it's, what building yeah. off of last week. I think there's even more obvious values this week. You know, we try to do a great job in this show of identifying the specific values on Yahoo. And I think there are even more than the first four weeks. I think there are very, very clear values this week. So one, you have to figure out who those are and we'll help identify those today. But then I think most importantly is who do we play and who do we pivot away from in these smaller contests to get different because it is so obvious, I think. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've been doing some review too, just a uh, big picture um, you know, I'm wondering if my player pool is too big at this point, and I'm trying to, I'm going to try to tighten it down this weekend and see if I get some better results. Um, how but, many players you know, do you normally play in your, in your 150? Oh man, roughly. I don't even know. It varies from week to week. So, um, I mean, I start out in my first run and I get like in 150, I get like a 90 players, hmm. you know, and then, and then I do, do try to weed things out and I do try to go through my groups. The problem is, is like, I'm so I leave too many like fringe players in my groups That's because tough. I want to, I want to catch that Darnell Mooney big game or that um, you know, or something like that. But I think, I think it's a leak. Yeah. I normally try to get down to 60 or so. And I mean, again, this is fan doing DraftKings when I'm on 50 max every week, but yeah, I've, at least I found the sweet spot to be in that 55 to 65 range, but there, there are pros out there who, who get up to 90. So I think it's just really, you, you know, your style and what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and uh, this slate this week. So the, the interesting thing, at least that stands out to me is that, you know, every week we've, we've come here and we've had five teams with over 50 point totals. Right. Um, this week, it's it's a little bit different. We've only got two games with at least a 50 point total. One is the Packers Bengals, which right at 50. The other is the Giants Cowboys, which is probably going to get a lot of love just because it has the highest total 52. Um, and then, you know, there are some some more games in there that, you know, with uh, high 40s, like uh, the Tennessee-Jacksonville game, there's uh, the Bucks are on the slate here. So they have a high implied team total there. You know, they probably have the highest implied team total on the slate, if I'm not correct. Yeah, they're tied with um, um, Arizona and the same thing. That's a 49-point 
uh, total against San Fran. So there are plenty of places to go. There's also some slow, um, slow games that are not going to be very conducive for fantasy points, such as the Broncos pit most likely, although we're probably going to continue to talk about Najee because uh, they don't change his price. So um, yeah, so that, that's a decision we'll have to make. Um, I think this Carolina, I mean, Carolina defense is pretty good, but um, I do kind of like this Eagles Carolina game. Um, interesting news we got today with Detroit um, in a 49 point total with uh, the Vikings is now TJ Hawkinson is, is, uh, is questionable, right? Apparently <laughs> I didn't, I didn't yeah. even think it was ever in question, but then we get word that he has a shot to play on Sunday. It's like, well, shit, I didn't know it was even like, I didn't know it was an issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there it's, things are coming out of the woodwork. We've had some other news early in the week, but we know David Montgomery's down. So there's, there's decisions to be made there with a cheaper running back, but let's uh, let's start it off. Like we usually do at the quarterback position, we'll do our best values and then our main lineup preferred plays um, that'll be the format. So I think right off the bat, um, I kind of leave my main preferred play. I don't, I don't, cause he's usually, he's probably usually the best value and the main lineup play, but um, I'm going to leave him till the, the preferred plays. Cause I'm going to start off with Trey Lance as a value at 23. Um, this is a guy who, you know, in his, in his just a half of football, 20.4 fantasy points. He fits the rushing mold of the, the, the QBs with rushing upside that we want. He did, go for 41 rushing yards. Um, his fantasy points were, you know, he had an easy touchdown to Devo that was just a complete um, breakdown in the defensive end. But, you know, I mean, that's part of football. At least he complete, he saw it, completed it, executed. He is rushing. He's got a good coach as opposed to like the same situation we've been with, with Justin Fields, you know, we're not dealing with Nagy. Um, we're, you know, Shanahan is going to game plan to his strengths, right? Like that's what should happen. So Trey Lance is, is popping off, uh, jumping off the page for me. Jalen Hurts is just continues to get it done, whether it's garbage time, regular time. I mean, we saw his floor game a couple of weeks ago, basically. Um, he is uh, the QB number three uh, this season. Um, he's only 28 bucks. He's averaging 56 and a half rushing yards a game. Um, there's a lot to like, and then I have some like fringe plays like Trevor Lawrence I wrote down, but um, that's who I had for the values. I'm leaving one clear value off, but that's going to, you're going to hit them now. And that's going to be my main play. I guarantee it. So what do you think about those guys? And you see anyone else? Yeah, I think there are three clear quarterbacks this week. And if you just sort by projected points, whatever source you use, these three guys are going to be in the top seven or eight. And then you can notice that their prices are, are dramatically different than the other guys in the top seven. If you look at our model at Occupy Fantasy, we have Hertz and Lance in the top two. And uh, the third guy is going to be Daniel Jones, who I assume you're going to mention. He's only $25, playing in the highest total game on the slate. Has been doing really well this year. They're passing the ball a little bit more. He obviously runs the ball too. So, I mean, it, it's a tough decision between those three guys, Hertz, Lance, and Jones. Uh, but I guess for your main lineup, you're looking to, um, you know, have some security, have a floor. Hurts, I guess, again, as an underdog, Lance as a rookie, there are some question marks there. And Jones, even though they're seven-point underdogs, uh, he's probably the best play of the group at 25. But I, I think all three of these guys are good options. I mean, Jones, we, we talked about this kind of jokingly earlier that he was the the second uh, highest graded PFF passer when uh, I broke that. I think that was going into week two or week three. And I think he's still in the top three as of right now. So there's still certainly no complaints about, you know, how scary he used, you know, he used to be 
complete what you know you never knew you could you were literally worried about getting like five fantasy points from this guy because he would make so many stupid decisions right like yep. but uh he certainly has been has has been good the Gi- giants offense even though they were missing a lot on their wide receivers last last week they put together a, a a good game against uh new orleans they they won the game daniel jones played really well 28 for 40 402 yards passing he only had four rushing attempts uh for 27 yards but you know that's that's the lowest he's had all season other other games was nine eight or six he's he's had one game where he ran for 95 yards against washington so this is a guy who brings upside from both sides right so he was my main lineup preferred play at this point i knew you were going to nail him so i left him left him there for you um the only other guy that um i'm you know actually one more stat that i saw so basically he's third in rushing yards only behind lamar and hurts right now too so it just i mean he's Crazy. everything we, he's everything we want he's only 25 bucks and so and hurts is 28 so you get you know it depends if you need that savings but you know definitely we'll want some hurts exposure too um question are we are you done with justin fields I'm not done with him. I just think that these other guys have higher floors and ceilings right now. Fields is in our back pocket and he's minimum price, right? 20 bucks. Yeah. He's 20 bucks. But I just don't think you need it this week, right? If there's a, if it was a tougher week where we couldn't find values at other positions, which is not the case this week and probably won't ever really be the case on Yahoo. I don't think you need to do it because like you said, the the floor is a little bit lower and um, I, I just don't think you have to, to play him this week, but in, yeah. in tournaments, he's an option at 20 bucks, right? Okay, so there's like three players that are like priced really high that you know that it, that it could make sense. You know that that could certainly help if you can get a decent game out of him. You know, one that would be the running back position of Derrick Henry, who we're going to have to talk about at 42 bucks. I mean, that's an insanely high price. However, he's also he's earned it, right? And uh, the situation is still good for him. Although you know some of their 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 pass catching options should be back. AJ Brown should be back. Julio going to play? Doesn't um, sound like it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyways, they're getting a little bit healthier, but, um, certainly the matchup is great there. So we'll talk about that. The wide receiver positions, it would be like Devonte Adams. Um, and you know, he's 33 He's kind of the, the top end you make a decision on. And then there's also Justin Jefferson, who's just a beast, um, who I love, but you know, he's, he's priced all up at 32. So I could, I could make the case if you're, you know, if you still want to have your optimal lineups and you want to get a couple of these high price guys or one of these high price guys in that fields could could make the play but again it's only five bucks and right. so it, like it's it's and i feel like you're getting a lot more from jones unless you know fields comes out of out of the woodwork and starts starts coming along here so um any other guys you have an interesting take on at the qb position yeah i think it's interesting it's a great option for especially for the baller or any other tournaments of that size because I think most of the ownership is going to be concentrated on those three dudes we've already talked about. So you can get Dak at much lower ownership than he should be in the highest total game of the week. Kyler always in play. Uh, The Green Bay and Cincinnati game has a relatively high total. So Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow there. You mentioned the Philly and Carolina game, and I'm still kind of shocked that that total was so low, 44 and a half. There's a lot of good plays in this game. There are a few values. And I know there's going to be a ton of pressure on both quarterbacks. If you just look at pressure rates, but again, Darnold against this defense, I like him a lot, especially if he's going to be 
Lamar Jackson around the goal line, just getting design rushes every single game. So, so you know what? I've always preached that. He, so he had a play, like one good play, like the whole season last year and, and on like a Monday night game, I think he ran it was. for that 50 yard touchdown, right? Yes. And he was electric. It was like unbelievable. And I'm yes. like, this guy has it. And I've always <laughs> thought he could, he could run, but like, you know, I never expected it to be doing it like this, but I mean, it's always been in him. Yeah. But so, so again, I, that, I don't think the total accurately reflects the fantasy upside for that game environment. And so Darnold's definitely an option, especially if we like DJ Moore, which we do. And we'll talk about Robbie Anderson, who we like, and we'll talk about, we like Hurts, DeMonte, like there's guys in this game to, to stack with. So to me, I think Darnold's one of the top tournament plays as well. And I, I just got a notification that uh, Matt rule says uh, McCaffrey is definitely doubtful for Sunday. Oh, um, well, and, and, okay. and they're going to go with the cautious approach. They said, so probably um, a good move though. Yeah. Uh, maybe they learned something from last season. Um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Dak is, I had in my other, my other preferred main play, like that's, those are the, you know, that's, that's the game. That's the game that's going to gravitate towards. So as far, at least from like my main lineup or most of my money's going to go, it's I'm probably going to end up with one of those two guys. I could be convinced to go to Lance. Um, if I start liking my builds better, I could be convinced to go to Hertz, but it's, it's going to be that common theme and the, except Dak is kind of missing that, that rushing uh, that, you know, floor that we like from the other guys, but, and also volume is a concern with, with Dak. And it's also very concerning. You know, they have, this is a team with two incredibly good uh, running backs too. So it's like, I think there's going to be a lot of variance with Prescott from week to week, right? Like we're going to see games when it's a CD game and an Amari Cooper game when he goes off and they all go off and they're going to have big games. Then there's going to be games where Zeke is going to, take some scores. Pollard's going to break off for something. Um, they're going to run the ball, run the clock. They're, you, you know, you know, their defense is so much better improved this year um, that, uh, you know, they can just be a, just run the clock all game. And that, that could really hurt some of the upside with Dak. But like I said, I think there's, I think this is going to be a game where we're going to, he's going to have a good, good passing passing game. So this is the one I'll be targeting. So I'm going to have one of those two guys most likely. I like it. Um, all right. Some flyers. Um, who are anyone else you getting? Um, I guess Brady probably should be in the mix. If you talked about his team total being that high and against his Miami defense, he's got three, three pass catchers you can, you can stack with. So I think Brady's probably the only other guy that I haven't mentioned that is in consideration. Yeah. I mean, and then we should mention Kyler. You yes, know? definitely. Um, Always. He's 41 bucks. He's extre- He's going to get it. He's going to be extremely low owned this week. This is a game that certainly could, you know, we could get a bunch of plays in this from a play volume standpoint. Um, they've played, you know, they've had some good games where, you know, Kyler broke off for a 27 point performance uh, last season um, in week one against them. Um, yeah. It, you just, you just have to consider this guys. Cause he, he could honestly, you know, break a slave from the quarterback position with his rushing upside. So it's going to make sure I definitely get some of him. Um, my first crunch, I'm just trying to look over. Uh, I did get some Mac Jones and I know why I got some Mac Jones because the, we'll get to that in the, the wide receiver position. Actually, that's a, a good, good segue to go over because uh, to me, um, Jacoby Myers is extremely underpriced um, to start off on our value plays yes. at wide receiver. So he said, you know, I'm a new England Homer for sure. I, I always like him guy. He was the clear 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 wide receiver one last season he's a clear wide receiver one this season he has not scored a damn touchdown 
like ever. Um, he's got 17 catches for 164 yards over the last two games. They're using him more um, for some of the quick passes, but that I think that was more of a design against um, uh, Tampa last week because you know they you cannot run on Tampa and Belichick's one of the few coaches that was smart enough to to actually stop trying to feed the running game against them and you know they kind of utilized Myers as like the running back right like they're using his low a dot throws um and, and you know he was a volume monster he's gonna get in the end zone this is the best possible matchup he could have with Houston right um so I certainly think he's way too cheap and he's gonna be a staple in all my lineups um the other guys I wrote down from value plays um where uh, I wrote down Devonte Smith at 16 um, and this, he may not get a lot of love this week because, you know, he's got a tough matchup, but um, against Dante Jackson, but, you know, this is a guy, he had 10 targets last week. He's the clear guy for Hertz. Um, I'm definitely going to want some Hertz lineups. He's got a decent a dot. Um, but like I said, the matchup will be tough. So I think people will probably, you know, they will get a lot of them on the, you know, he just pairs obviously with, with Hertz, but I do think he'll be a little bit lower owned than what I'm expecting. Another guy I wrote down was Darnell Mooney. I said, we're chasing the Darnell Mooney game, but you know, anytime you get so many attempts like he did last week um, that I'm going to have to look at him. If he's this cheap, I think he's always been a big downhill threat. I think he's good. Obviously a Rob is going to get more involved and he's this guy suffering from quarterback play, but they're, they don't have, David Montgomery, they don't have the work workhorse to, to feed. So they're probably going to have to open up the passing game a little more so I can get behind playing him. Um, the main preferred play, I'll leave it for you because there's one that's just completely obvious. So who, are, who are your values? I guys? assume you mean DJ Moore. Is that right? Yeah. It's just, they just don't raise the price no matter what. It's just 20 bucks, 20 bucks every week. It's, it makes no sense, man. It makes no sense. Yeah. 20 bucks. And you know, you talking about Myers is bringing back some PTSD because I was, uh, one catch for three yards away from 140k in the showdown on Sunday night oh. with Kings, and they targeted him on the third down, and it got knocked down at the line of scrimmage, and then Bill kicks the or attempts the 56-yard field goal. So that was that was rough, but you know, not gonna let that bother me because, like you said, he's way too cheap this week at 13 bucks. Um, he's definitely one of the main plays. Mooney has overtaken Robinson so far as far as usage goes as the wide receiver one there, so he's too cheap. Um, and then the other guys that I have written down, uh, Terry McLaurin again, another guy who's just not getting any price changes on Yahoo. Um, uh, Robbie Anderson, 141 air yards last week, 11 targets. He was, he's been playing all year, getting a ton of snaps, running a ton of routes, needed some targets. So finally got the targets last week, couldn't convert. Now he's still really cheap this week. Everyone's going to play DJ Moore. So Robbie Anderson, I think it's an easy pivot for me if you're looking for a different Jason spot. And the other guy I have, I think is just too cheap. He's not a fantastic play by any means. It's Jalen Rager. Again, if, if you're pairing with Hertz and you're looking for non Devonta Smith options and Rager is, I think he's the minimum price at $10. So, um, yeah, he, he is. So, and that he's a great play. Cause it, it, there's a couple of ways you can look at it too, with that, like, obviously Devonte is the, the guy that we want to play, but he does have the worst matchup. You know, this, we talked about how this Carolina defense is much improved this season. Um, and, uh, that's the, that's the toughest match with Dante Jackson. So Jalen Rager could, could get more. And what we both have also identified is what could be a potential shootout. The, the Vegas total does seem low to both of us. So, um, certainly Rager is, is the next guy in line. There's other areas too. It could go to Goddard Ertz. Both of these guys are going to command some targets, but I do like that call with, I mean, he's min priced, right? Like, and you, it just makes a stack. You can just make a monster stack with that. 
yeah. you know, because um, Hertz, Hertz is underpriced, Rager is min price. Yeah. You can if you, do, you, you go ahead, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So no, I, again, if you play Hertz, then Rager and Smith are options. I wanted to ask you, if you do decide to go the Daniel Jones route, are you looking to pair him with Galladay or any of these other other type of guys? I have Galladay written as a as a as a main lineup preferred play, and cool. he's he's kind of because I don't think he's going to get the love, but I think the upside is there. I mean, he's going to get the love in the baller. He's going to pair with with um, with Daniel Jones for sure. But you know, there's no Shepard, there's no Slayton. Um, he does have a tough matchup. Trayvon Diggs has looked amazing, right? Like the guys, he's like in in looks like an MVP or, you know, defensive player of the year at this point, but uh, Galladay, you know, he was the squeaky wheel and he got fed last, last week. So, and he, and he looked good. And this is a guy we know is talented. They made a big, big play on getting, bringing him over to the team. So he's the guy and I might, you know, that might be a way I differentiate myself kind of like in high stakes, you know, with um, a main lineup is I don't think Galladay is going to make it because there's going to be so much focus on like DJ Moore and um, uh, McLaurin, like you just said, maybe Debo Samuel. Um, so Galladay might be a differentiator. I'll see how that plays out, how people are talking about him through the week, how projections are going, if they're slamming him in there or not. But uh, at this point, he looks to me like he'll go a little bit under the radar. So uh, I, I love that call. Talk to me about Debo. Are you interested at all at 24 bucks? Yep. Again, he's, I mean, he's just dominating opportunities and uh, there may be a little bit lower pass volume this week if Trey Lance is under center, but uh, it's hard to argue with his market share in that offense. I had him listed as my, my top tournament player away from the Yahoo value. So Debo's a, a guy I love. Uh, Odell Beckham is another guy who just dominating sh uh, target share for his offense since he's returned. Um, AJ Brown is expected to return and without Julio, if that situation unfolds, then I think he's in an, an incredible play at his price. Uh, and then Cortland Sutton is the other guy who has been dominating opportunities without Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler down now. And it sounds like Bridgewater is going to be back, which I think is better news for Sutton's outlook. So you get a couple of guys here that are dominating opportunities that should go a little bit overlooked just because of the other values on the slate. Yep. I mean, it's just stacked. There's just so many different ways to go. And it's just been like that every, every week so far. Um, I'm trying to scan here. So uh, I love that o OBJ call. Um, I know we're a little concerned with uh, quarterback play with the, the torn labrum for Mayfield, but, uh, and I, I did see something that Odell said that he he's been playing with that same injury for since <laughs> it's like 10 since years or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, guess, uh, he, I guess quarterbacks maybe, are, I mean, I guess receivers are okay with it. I don't know. He must be pissed still about that getting missed on that easy touchdown, uh -huh. right? which I had a lot of um, Odell last week on uh, like DraftKings. Um, all right, I'm trying to scan here. I mean, Brady could go off in this game as a bounce, as a big bounce back play. So who are the, do you have a preference between Mike Evans? Mike Evans is 24 bucks. Um, Godwin is 26. Do you have a preference for either of those guys? I prefer Antonio Brown. Uh, oh. I think you get the price savings with AB. Um, he's been underperforming his opportunities. I think the two end zone shots near the end of the game last week, certainly, uh, certainly helped that underperforming. I, I needed one of those so bad, so bad. <laughs> I, I needed it. And, uh, man, I thought, I thought he was going to get, he was so open on the first one. Actually, he was open both of them. Yeah. yeah. So, so 19 bucks, you get a little bit of savings there. And, you know, Godwin, the way Godwin's target share has been trending, I don't think it's going to keep up all year, but 
Um, you know, it's hard to argue with what Antonio Brown's done when he's been on the field as far as opportunity goes. So I, I think I would prefer AB if I had to choose between any of those receivers. Well, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, the price, you get a little savings there. But, um, yeah, that's the tough thing with this team. It, you know, you, you can, you, it's tough to play roulette with these guys. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, Brady's going to bounce back, I think, in a big game um, this week after you know, kind of a disappointing game. Um, and that could have been emotion driven, you know, you knew the Patriots were going to come out, you know, you know, strong. I mean, you could tell it just by looking at, uh, Steve Belichick on the sidelines, <laughs> licking his lips. Right yeah. that you gotta love, you gotta love him and the mullet. It's like, <laughs> it's so funny. And he's like, so he's like the, he's like everyone. Your first thought is, Oh, that daddy, you know, nepotism, daddy gives him a job. And then you look at him on the sidelines. He's got the mullet. He's like trying to oh. overcompensate for all yeah. of it. <laughs> Oh um, man! As a Pats fan, did you expect that game to be close going into it? I did, I thought the the Pats were gonna play them tough. I really did. I just thought it was gonna be like their Super Bowl. Um, I didn't expect them. I I don't. I didn't expect uh, the Bucks to play so poor for their offense not to be humming at all. But uh, right. I did expect a, a a close game. All right. Um, I'm just looking down the list here of some guys that, you know, from ownership standpoint, like sub 10%, at least at this point, I mean, there's a ton of them, uh, man, I, I don't, I would love to say Deontay Johnson, but Ben is just so bad, but he's the target monster, but it's Denver, but no one's going to go there. Um, Alan Robinson, Alan Robinson is $16. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to, to click on his name given what he's been doing lately but again he's you got to think they started getting him involved right yeah like i don't believe it for one minute that like darnell mooney is although i listed him as a value like i should probably cross that out and put alan robinson as the value because for four bucks is not going to be hard to find and alan robinson is is a clear wide receiver one he just hasn't connected um with you know you you'd think that they would be able to put something together soon so um i mean man i i'm writing that down that how did i miss that um who else is there so mike williams is going to be extremely low on because he's 25 bucks and he had that one you know he just it was a keenan game the last game plus um herbert missed him on uh like what would have been a, like a massive touchdown in that game i know because i was i had mike williams a lot in the showdown but um I mean, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, Keenan is still Keenan and going to demand, there's going to be games where Keenan gets a ton of targets, but you know, Mike Williams, I still believe as his uh, is going to have a massive role all season too. So, and he's got monster upside. So I, I do like that. Um, I like your OBJ call um, LaVisca. I don't know. Maybe I mean, it should be, should be more opportunity with chart down and they actually used him in a little bit of a deeper role than he had been the first three, three and a half weeks or whatever. So I like the LaVisca call a lot. I think he's underpriced on, on pretty much every site. And uh, I don't think a ton of people are going to play him, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta understand that the, there is a, a little bit of an increased role and more targets to go around now. I mean, all these guys are going to be loans court that you nailed too. Antonio Brown, Cortland Sutton, um, LaVisca, OBJ, like there's just a lot of opportunity this week for like the baller to get, get a little bit crazy. It's not crazy. These guys are studs. So it's <laughs> right. Not, it's not it's crazy. Not get, yeah. It, take advantage of some of these low ownership on a lot of these receivers. So if you're doing a crunch or you're building lineups out and you're not getting them, I would, you know, go back and, and 
put more of an emphasis on bumping up some of these guys because any of these guys has have monster upside on a week to week basis. Yeah. It just feels so bad on Yahoo because there's so many, like the obvious values are so obvious. And I think a lot of people would just get stuck. It's like, how can I pivot away from DJ Moore who's $20 or McLaurin who's 21 and, or Myers who's 13. But again, like there are points per projection on medium out median outcome values, but you know, we're talking tournaments here. We're looking at ceilings, like very easy. They don't reach the ceiling outcome. So. I mean, we're talking about two different players between Jacoby Myers and Allen Robinson right? yeah. <laughs> for just $3 more. And, and right. Allen Robinson has, has, you know, the quarterback has been an issue and he has not performed, you know, he's, he hasn't even broken 10 fantasy points yet, but so, so that screams to me, like there's going to be a monster game coming here for him. So I think that's a way to get different this week. Let's move it on over to running back. Um, I, I kind of like a couple of the plays I wrote down, but it's, you know, we don't have as, ton of screaming play i mean i I think there's i wrote down some bunch of values but i have like issues with every single one of them so i'll just start here um i I wrote down top value Najee harris 21 they just don't move his price the usage is there the efficiency isn't um he did have that one one good game two weeks ago uh, where he got that touchdown but um uh, what did he in? Did he have? He was decent last week with 18 too as well. So I mean, he's basically had three solid games in a row, but um, it's it's felt like a struggle to get there. Um, and he's you know when they get when they when they're in you know third and long, which they've been all season, they check it down to to Najee Harris. It seems like every single play. So even on um, fourth and long, yeah, and it is. A, this this is a yeah sure they do it on fourth and line. I know it's crazy. Um, this is a tough matchup against Denver for sure. Denver's given up seven point seven fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. It doesn't scream like this should be a very efficient game, but it does seem like he, the volume will be there from a target reception. So I wrote him down. I wrote Leonard Fournette down because Fournette, as we saw, was the clear clear back to have eighty three percent of the snaps last week. Um, you know it. Obviously, Geo makes a big difference, but because, you know, he's Fournette is is good in the passing game as opposed to uh, um, Jones, who is not. So I, you take out Geo that's just naturally going to go to Fournette. But as long as Geo's out, I think we can count on him. You know, he's just clearly the better back, in my opinion. There looked has looked like it this season so far. Miami is 20th in DVOA versus the run. Um, they've given up over to, well, close to 24 fantasy points a game to opposing running backs. Uh, Fournette's a guy like Damian Williams. Um, this is a guy we know can, can get it done when given the opportunity. So I think we have to discuss him at 18. My favorite play from a Homer position. Um, let me check the, the ownership here is uh, it's going to be a Damian Harris for, for the new England. So basically they just didn't use him last week they just gave up trying to run which was smart because you're not going to be able to get any running traction against tampa bay it's just stupid to try to run these guys up the middle however he and he isn't fully trusted in the passing game but they tried jj taylor for for he had his opportunity and fumbled and he's done they're not going to use that guy anymore he was a preseason hero i thought he was you know, had the potential, but they were using Brandon Bolden. They're not going to use Brandon Bolden much. They like him in pass protection, but they were putting they for many of the, of the drives, Damian Williams was seeing all three downs out there. And I think that's going to continue this week against, uh, against Houston. And what's a great matchup for him. People are off of him now. Um, so 
I mean, I think he's, I've got him down here sub 5% ownership at this point. I'm not, I'm not sure if that'll, I, I, I don't think he'll get steamed at all. Actually. I think he's going to be like my tournament, my tournament take this week. I like it. I mean, it goes to show if you're not in box score watching and you're just following the games and you're following what's going on and you understand that Harris, you know, even though his box score didn't look great last week, he had the best usage he's ever had as far as passing game goes. I think he ran a career high end routes as far as percentage goes. So, and, he, and now he gets an even like basically a complete 180 as far as matchups go from the, the hardest rush defense to maybe the worst team in NFL history in, in the Texans. And you got to like him here in an increased role in a game where they should be leading the second half and he should get more carry. So I think I had him as my top tournament play as well. As far as values, uh, Najee Harris, of course, Leonard Fournette, I'm on board as well. And then I had Saquon Barkley too, who's just underpriced. He's back to his, his full-time role and uh, it looks good doing it. And he's probably, he's probably a few dollars too cheap. Um, yeah, I had Saquon as my main preferred play. So I left yes. that for you again to, to take it home. So we're right, we're right on the same page here. Yeah, Barkley, 13 uh, carries for 52 yards and a touchdown, five targets for, or five uh, receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown against the Saints, which was made it all the more impressive, right? Who's have been good defensive team. Um, this... Uh, Dallas D is a little bit concerning because they're much improved and they have people are calling them a pass funnel kind of at this point. But um, to me, Saquon is a wide receiver too as, as well. So, I mean, this, this is a guy who's going to be utilized in the past game. He's electric. We're getting the, the, ma the massive snaps that we wanted with him. Um, I think the, he's still, I think he's underpriced at 23 bucks. So, I mean, he's, he fits the mold as someone who is monster upside and um, as a nice, nice, guy I can feel in my main lineup um but i can also play him with a with a nice ceiling you know he's only 23 dollars, so i love that i think we got to talk about derrick henry um 42 bucks but you can make a good lineup with derrick henry this week i've done it i've made a bunch of them already so far um the thing that stands out to me i mean he's got 113 carries so far he's on pace for 480 carries and over 2,000 yards i think like something like 2100 yards or something um, plus, uh, about four targets, um, per game. Um, he did uh, have a massive game against the Jags last season. This is a defense that just makes it just, this is, this is like the Derrick Henry spot. They can do whatever they want and they can just keep feeding them and should be able to, to break off monster plays. He, I think he brings a really safe floor and a, and a ton of ton of upside not upside for the price but upside for your overall lineup and you know in conjunction with a bunch of these value plays that we have on yahoo um he's not such an easy fade as he normally would be if there was less value yeah i mean it's it's, it's too easy to fit him in this week i think you you know in your main lineups and most lineups i think you have to fit him in just because like you said on, on most weeks it's tough to get up to him uh, you know most of the values are in that 20 dollar range but now we get a, a basically every position has guys sub $20 that you can easily fit in that should be priced higher. So I think, yeah, Henry is a fantastic play and a guy that, that should be main line of consideration. Um, other guys that I'm looking at, uh, you know, obviously Alvin Kamara, who um, getting usage on the ground, which is always nice, but there's two injury situations to monitor as well. It doesn't sound like Joe Mixon's going to play and he's not as screaming of a value as he is say on DraftKings, but Samaj P Ryan, he's only $16 should get the goal line work. It's probably split the receiving work with Chris Evans. So we'll have to monitor that. And the other one that's kind of interesting is uh, Chase Edmonds is questionable. I think he'll play, but if he doesn't, 
we get a full complete role in a fast paced offense uh, with receiving work and goal line work with James Conner. He's already scored a few uh, goal line touchdowns so far this year. Uh, James Conner would, would, I think, elevate to a, a pretty clear value if Chase Evans does miss. Yeah, he was certainly not very efficient, but um, he did get two targets, which was nice to see. So at least the, they, you know, they showed that he can be involved in the passing game. Um, we know he, you know, he's got a track record in the past of doing that. He's plus he's getting the red zone work, like you said, this season. So that's nice to see. So that he would be a, a good play if Chase Evans were to be out for sure. Um, I, I like those calls. Now, Kamara, I'd like to talk about because he's get he's like a projection darling right now he's getting shoved into a lot of optimal lineups but there's a lot of worry there right like so yes you're getting the you 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 nailed it he's got the rushing volume right like he's getting a monster workload 26 rushing attempts last week 24 the week before 20 in the first week but he's got no he got no targets last week Right, like we're, we're not playing Kamara for the rushing volume, right? That's not why we yeah. want to play this guy. It's crazy. But I guess he's being forced in because he's only, and I'm putting in quotes here, only $31. But, you know, that, that lack of receiving work is definitely scary. Yeah. And he's also being forced because of median projections from, you know, overall his career in the, in the, the passing game. And that's probably still correct, right? Like maybe it was just an anomaly that he got zero last week. But it's also – he's got a lot working against him because he's got – you know, we've got the, the Taysom stealing these r- rushing touchdowns and the, you know, and the red zone opportunities. So it's scary. And he's not like, so like he's going to get played in a lot of people's main lineups. And I'm just not sure how I feel about that, whether I want to just like overlook the no targets last game and, and, you know, trust that he's in a, a better spot this week against Washington, who hasn't been the best defensive team this season. Or um, you know, I, oh my I, I think I think I think I think we know the answer, right? I think there's I think we can get around him by playing the mid-range values and going up to Henry, right? Yeah, yeah, we can. And then there's some there's some clearing tournament plays like Miles Sanders is fifteen dollars. Miles Sanders deserves that price at, at this point <laughs> in the season from what he's done. Yep. However, Miles Sanders has a lot of talent, and I you know, I know uh Who's the guy? Is it uh, Gain- Gainwell is coming yep. on strong and, and, you know, certainly took a lot of the, you know, he, a lot of the receiving uh, targets away from him last week. He, you know, Gainwell had eight targets last week, six receptions, 58 yards. They're probably going to still, you know, work this guy in Queen he's been priced by the way, but I just, I just see a guy that I know that I, I believed in the talent, like in Miles Sanders, and I see $15 and it screams to me like I need to get I want to play this guy this week. <laughs> it's funny because I had game well written down as a value, like in tournaments. I guess it depends on the game script. You think that happens because I agree. I mean, Sanders should he should be getting more fantasy points than he is right now. But like you said, the 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 game scripts have forced game well to play a little more as he is the past game uh running back. So it's a tough situation. It's it's a really tough situation, but um you know, I, I guess, you know, just keep playing Sanders until they price down to $10 and then we'll keep talking about them, I guess. Man, um, any other guys stick out to you for kind of for deep tournament plays? Uh, what about DeAndre Swift? He was, what, 16 bucks last week, failed everybody. Somehow his price got moved up to $22. Um, I don't think anyone's going to rush to play him, but if we just take away the one game, we know this guy has, you know, 10 targeted upside. Uh, and I think for tournaments, he's a great buy low option. 
um, just based on what he did to everybody last week who played him. And it was a tough matchup last week with Chicago um, to some extent. Um, and Minnesota certainly seems like a better matchup. Plus now Hawkinson is on the, the with the Q tag. Um, should free up some additional targets. So yeah, I can, and I, you're right. Like I had him in my main lineup. And so I'm naturally, you know, biased and I don't want to go to him this week. Plus, and then, so I see the price increase to 22 and I just kind of, you know, overlook him, but, um, certainly makes a lot of sense there to get back on board. Um, Josh Jacobs looked, uh, looked really good. Um, and this is a guy, you know, he's only 20 bucks and this is a guy they, they Peyton Barber went down Is Barber out again. Is he going to be out again this week? I haven't seen an update on that, but that would obviously secure Jacob's role. If, if Barber is out again, cause they're doing nothing with Kenyon Drake. Yeah. It's, surprising. it's, it's mind blowing. I saw, I played him in showdown last week. I just couldn't believe that. Like I thought it like Barber went down. I was like, okay, even though I know it doesn't like impact Drake's role, he was going to be the third down role. Um, but, uh, it just didn't, they didn't even give him the third. They gave him like no role. I mean, he got one rushing attempt for two yards, no targets, no receptions, (laughs) nothing. It was just, it was crazy. So, and Jacobs looked good to me. So I, I think Jacobs is a steal at 20 bucks this week. Um, should be a good, should be a good game script for him too. Right. They're, They're home favorites, I think. So. Yep. Um, Man, I would want to play James Robinson, but I don't like that price increase to 26. Uh, Eckler is the other guy I had written down. Yes. I don't think anyone's going to really play, but we know he has crazy upside. Yes, he looked amazing too. Um, and, and he's just been a model of consistency. He gets, you know, he's been getting a, getting red zone carries. He's been getting passes, you know, always gets, always a, a reception threat for sure. But it's better. It's It's been nice to see that he got 15 rushing attempts last week, gets red zone. Um, 15 and, and week one. So yeah, I definitely like Eckler and you know, like you can make any of these guys work. Like we've said from, you know, we can use Jacoby Myers and don't really have to worry so much about, uh, you know, saving money on running back so we can get up to an Eckler. And I think Eckler has got to be the, based on what we've seen, he's, I mean, we know Kamara has monster games and we, you know, in his, in his range of outcomes, we've yeah. seen it. We're, we're shocked that the, the usage in the passing game of the season were tilted with Taysom Hill, like we've said, but, and I think from just a play standpoint between uh, Eckler and Kamara, I think I I'd rather take Eckler to be honest with you. I'm with you. I agree. So, all right. So we got that done. So let's bring it on over. tight, tight end looks kind of weak to me this week. Because I don't like anybody really. So I mean, the the obvious play is Darren Waller at twenty three bucks, um, because he's you know a monster wide receiver one, like we we've talked about in each of the weeks. You know he's disappointed um, in the last three weeks overall. Last 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 week and week four on the and showdown slates. I mean he he kind of got there. He had did have a sick touchdown catch, which was nice, but he did you know did only get fifty. 50 yards receiving um, only caught uh, four of his seven targets. You know, this is a guy who broke off 19 targets in week one. Um, so we know, we know the monster upside, but it's not the best matchup for him, um, which is a concern with Chicago. They just haven't given up much against opposing tight ends. They kind of never usually do, but I think he's the clear easy play that everyone's going to, he's going to get bed and optimizers um, and like for main lineup, I think mean, he's going to be like hundred percent owned in like those 10 man contests that I play. But uh, George Kittle is 
obvious pivot um, who, you know, just based on what we know from upside in the past, he hasn't had, had it this season at all. Um, it's a new situation with Trey Lance um, potentially for as his QB this week. So we don't know what to expect, but we do know that this guy has a monster ceiling in him. Right. And so we're obviously going to want to want exposure to him. Um, you know, I can poke hold at all these guys, but like Kittle. So he's had no touchdowns yet this season, no hundred yard gains yet. Um, tough matchup Waller seven targets each of the last three weeks. That's good. But you know, hasn't, wasn't as high as what we were all going crazy for when he had 19 targets that first week. Um, and his matchup, you know, bears have been good against the tight end. So then I go down to value guys. Right. And I, I mean, I look at Dalton Schultz after last week, 71% of the snaps plus eight targets. Um, Giants also have give up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. So Schultz is a guy that looks good, but it also just feels like a fish play, right? Like feels so to... gross, dude. $19. Yeah. It feels so gross, but yeah, it, he's, yeah. I think he's one of the better plays, which is how crazy it is. But it just, and you, and you, you have like, so CD lamb and Amari Cooper did like absolutely nothing last week. Right. So, I mean, it's so obvious to me, like that this week could be a CD and a, you know, a Dak passing game CD and Amari and uh, Schultz just gets faded out and, and doesn't do much this week when, when uh, we all run to chase the production. So that's that. I think Dallas Goddard, $13, is an interesting play because Ertz, Ertz is getting more targets. Um, and Goddard's only had, you know, only four targets per game, basically, but um, did have a TD called back last week. You know, is getting red zone looks, uh, a lot of them. Um, so he's 13 bucks. I can see going to him. I can see going to Robert Tanyan at 13 also. Um, and then uh, the other, I, I could also see going to Jared Cook at 13, you know, although he, you know, he just smashed in his revenge game um, the last week, but um, Cleveland did get crushed by Travis Kelsey. But other than that, they've been pretty solid against cat, um, opposing tight ends. But I, I just think Cook, Cook does have upside in him. And then the, the final play that I wrote down was Mike Jacecki. Um, basically getting wide receiver production in this offense, 18 targets in the last two weeks. He's only 16 bucks. Um, pairs nicely with, uh, with some of the new England or no, who, who, wait, who, who am I, who are they? They, they, they got new England's former quarterback. Yeah. They play right. Tampa Bay this week. I see yeah, why you're sorry. Yeah. Pair, pairs, I, I, I just wrote it down quickly. Um, pairs nicely in the stacks with, uh, with Brady. Yeah, I think Gasicki might be the best play at 16 bucks, right? Where he's not super cheap and just a pure punt and he's not as expensive. The target volume for his price, I think, is pretty good. Um, the other guys you mentioned, that I think, are all in consideration. Tunyon, uh, uh, Jarrett Cook. I think Cameron Brait, if you're purely punting at $10, he had 65% of the snaps last week and Rob Gronkowski has been ruled out once again. Um Tyler Conklin is another guy that just like, it doesn't feel like his price is, is right. He, he should be way lower, but against Detroit Conklin could easily catch a touchdown and, and help your lineup. It's just, it's just a really, really gross overall position. So um, it's, I mean, it's either Darren Waller or, or, or pray they score a touchdown, which is becoming more and more uh, seems like that's the thing every week. If Kelsey's now in this late. Yep. Uh, I mean, it just feels gross. So like I, like I said, we can poke holes in every one of these guys. So I think outlining it out. So it's, it's Waller Kittle is the obvious next, next in line. Um, I think probably a stronger GPP play from the ownership that Waller is going to get. Um, 
And then it's just plain roulette, touchdown roulette with guys like Goddard, Tanya, and uh, Jared Cook. Jacecki is a great play based on the, the, the volume that, and, uh, you know, he's lining up as a wide receiver. So that's something always nice. Dalton Schultz looks good based on the snaps and targets, you know, the last week for sure. And the matchup just feels fishy to me. So that, that sums that up. And then, you know, there's other guys too, but I mean, there's literally no one feels good. Maybe Noah, <laughs> Noah Fant. Um, uh, maybe yeah i don't know maybe, just, i mean just not, that, that's how you up. feel yeah, yeah. If, so if you, if you had to pick one name now chris you had to pick one name for your lineup that's not darren waller who would you pick i mean it's kittle okay and okay. if it's not kittle um it's jacecki i'm with you okay i think if it's if it's not those two guys it's, it's jacecki for me too so i think we're on the same page it's just but still it doesn't feel great but i think it's an opportunity to play get kittle for a lower ownership um, off of Waller this week. And I might be doing that in my main, I might end up convincing myself as of right now, my main lineup is going to have Darren Waller in it, but I, like I usually find one spot that I really like to attack and make a, a conviction play at like, and Kittle might be that play for me this week. I like it's definitely, it. definitely in contention. All right. Um, I think we've kind of covered everything. QB running back wide receiver tight end. Um, do you have a favorite stack built on uh, the plays that we've put together? Yeah, so I think, again, it's it's really hard for me to get away from this Philadelphia Carolina game. So probably Darnold with DJ Moore and or Robbie and then running back with Devonta Smith. I think no one's really going to do that. And, uh, you know, maybe it goes down in flames, but to me, it just, I, I this never works out right when you think Vegas is wrong, but I think that total so far off. I'm, I'm sure it'll be like a 20 to 17 game, but it feels like that total should be like 10 points higher. Yeah, I'm with you. I just have this feeling this week. This is a feeling. This isn't based on numbers. I, I just feel like Tom Brady is going to ball out this week. Like he's going to, it's going to be a, a bounce back situation. And I think, I think you, you nailed it with Antonio Brown, but I think uh, Mike Evans certainly. And I think you could even like double stack in this game with Leonard Fournette. Um, Cause uh, I think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns spread around on, from Brady this week. So that'll be a stack I'm looking for. And like I said, Jacecki makes an obvious bring back in that spot, um, which makes us a little bit different at tight end than a lot of the field. So uh, I like that. Um, do you have a gross stack? Oh God. I thought Darnold was a gross stack. Um, <laughs> I, I guess uh, let's see here. Um, a gross stack. Because uh, we really didn't talk about this game much at all. It's probably Rogers or, or Burrow. I was just going to say Burrow. That's who I was keying in on. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the same page with that. So you're thinking Adams, and then then we got to which who do who do we do we take Boyd? Do we take uh, Higgins? Do we take Jamar Chase? I, oh God. I guess I guess Chase just because of his usage, but I mean. I doubt he continues to score a touchdown every single game, but I don't know, man. It, that's tough. Maybe if Mixon's out, maybe running back with the running back. Who knows? I got to figure that out still. Boyd's coming on strong too. So, uh, I mean, got 11 targets last week. Uh, obviously that could change, but um, boy, he, 18 bucks. He makes, looks at pretty play. All these guys look playable. Jamar, Boyd. I mean, that's a nice double stack too. Yep. Boyd and Jamar and bring it back with uh, Devante. I like that. All right. Week five in the books. I hope uh, people did well last week. Uh, you know what, uh, Jester, this is your week. I feel like I not only do I feel like you're going to do well on Yahoo, 
but you're going to have a monster showdown screenshot in one of these slates coming. Please, please. I, I, I've been I, so I close. Like, I've been I know, so I've close seen this it. Year. I've seen it. I've seen it. I know the tilt. I, I'm getting, you know, I'm playing showdowns more this week and the, the variance is massive and just like one play at the end of a game. Um, but uh, it's coming. It's coming for both of us. Let's do it. Uh, all right. So thanks a lot. This has been the RGA DFS Tournament Takes podcast presented by Yahoo, and we'll catch it next week.